Throw it on a flag and All right. Well, I mean I've been talking to you a lot today. Uh so I think we should uh I I think we should hop into this one. I think short intro. Let's get this going. This turned into a double header to like a double header with a practice session between yeah pretty much yeah Yeah, we're running like two days right here so uh yeah i have a whoa forgot what we were even talking about dude i got really invested in the guitar pedal discussion <laughs> no sweet man well, i'm glad uh, i'm glad um so yeah i'll uh, uh i'll kick things off um so I recently came to you with the idea of that I want to do an episode about celebrity bands. And basically kind of what spurred this is I've always kind of been intrigued by celebrities, mostly actors, you'll hear, um, that also yeah. are talented in other areas like music. Um, sometimes they're amazing. Sometimes they suck ass. But hey, good for them for giving it the old college try. But um, this all kind of came about when... Uh, I've talked to you before about uh, Ben Queller. He is one of my favorite musicians and has been f- since I was in high school. I literally heard th- my first Ben Queller album in high school. It's called Sha Sha. And um, it just blew me away. It was right up my alley. It's almost kind of like Ryan Adams, but a little bit more upbeat and fun. Um, so I'm a huge Ben Queller fan. I uh, saw that on social media about a year or two ago. Um he had a new bass player that was going to be joining him on tour whose name is Christopher Mintz-Plass. If you don't know who Christopher Mintz-Plass is, it is McLovin from Superbad. Ah. He's a bass player now, and he's fucking awesome. <laughs> okay. I didn't even know that he was involved in music at all, so it kind of sent me down this rabbit hole. And then um, I on uh, on Instagram, I think a couple of days ago, I follow Christopher Mintz-Plass because obviously he's, I think, one of the most interesting people. Um, I fucking love the movie Super Bad, but I also love that his career took this wild turn into music. Um, and he posted that he was going to be joining Ben Queller on tour and they're going to be in Chicago, which is about three hours away from me. So now in my mind, I'm like, I, I don't know if I will ever get this chance again. <laughs> I have to go see Ben Queller, who's been one of my favorite musicians for 15 years. And number two, the icing on the cake is the guy playing bass is McLovin from one of my favorite movies, Superbad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't not do this. Um, so anyway, that kind of got me thinking about, well, what other celebrities have kind of like ventured into this uh, this music territory and is it worth listening to? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Can I hop in on Ben Queller? Please do. So is he a guy who is a celebrity who also does music, or does he just do music? No, he just does music. Right, and he hooked yeah. up with McLovin, and it's kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, did you know his 16-year-old son died in a car accident this year? I did know that, yeah. Yeah, it's really it's too bad. It's really sad. Well, yeah, shout, uh, shout out to Ben Queller. That's really a bummer. And his son was also a really good musician. Oh, man, that's that's really hard. Well, apparently in 2003, uh, he played at the Austin City Limits Music Festival, um, and he ended his tour with that show, and he played the album Shasha in its entirety um, at the end of that, which I thought was... I love when musicians do that. They just show up, and they're like, we're playing this album all the way fucking (laughs) through. 
Yeah, I love correct. that. More more <laughs> bands should definitely do that. But yeah, no, that just happened to pop up, and that made me really sad. However, he did make his acting debut in the William H. Macy movie Rudderless in April of 2013. That is news to me. I did not know that. <laughs> Wikipedia, baby. <laughs> what podcasts are built on. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I haven't listened to a lot of Ben Queller, but I kind of want to go back and like... Uh, I, I kind of want to go back and check him out. I like his, uh, I definitely like his aesthetic. I like his chick. Um, what, I'm looking at him here playing a weird Fender Mustang that has not the right headstock. What is this? <laughs> Guitar. It's a, it's a Mustang with the headstock as like really like a triangle. Huh. But I, it, like one of those Gibson like uh, Explorer headstock kind of things. It's really close to it. It has the okay. Fender kind of cutaway design, but it's like an isosceles triangle or one side oh, straight. Weird. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. That doesn't <laughs> look right. I don't know what that guitar is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sorry. Just just a couple things I found. But uh, yes, continue. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So. Um, uh yeah, there's not really going to be much structure to this episode. It's mostly just going to be some like shocker, <laughs> right? It's mostly just going to be some like facts that kind of blew my mind. Um, so I'm just going to start off by listing some some uh, some celebrities that have attempted music careers. Um, after like, so I kind of broke this up into two camps. There are celebrities that were musicians before they were celebrities, and then there were also celebrities that found fame. And they were like, hey, now with this fame, do you think I could try to develop some sort of music career? <laughs> we're going to talk about both of them. Okay. Um, so first off, let's talk about celebrities that attempted music careers after they were already famous. Uh, in 2008, Kevin Costner tried to enter the modern country music scene. Uh, he had a band called Kevin Costner in the Modern West. Oh, no. And surprisingly... I love Kevin Costner. <laughs> Don't do this. He put out a full album of the blandest modern country music that you can ever listen to. (laughs) I love Kevin Costner. Don't do this, Kevin. It's so bad, dude. (laughs) He's got a decent voice, but man, it's just the most bland, generic, patriotic modern country music that you can even consider. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling up a vid real quick because I got to hear it. Oh, yeah. By by all means, I listened to at least one song from every single one of these that I'm about to talk about because <laughs> I had to. I had to see if it was any good. I might have Kevin Costner blinders on because I don't hate it. Because you don't hate it as much as I did? Mm. <laughs> it's a little Bruce Springsteen-y. I will admit that to to Costner's credit, it kind of sounds more like Bruce Springsteen in all fairness. <laughs> okay. Maybe I love Kevin Costner that much. I'm not sure. I, I've realized he's the dad I've always wanted. I want Kevin Costner to be my dad. So maybe I'll give him a slide here. <laughs> I mean, it is not transcendent, and it looks... It's not groundbreaking. It definitely looks like... I mean, 
it's kind of surprisingly good for Kevin. Con- I didn't know he could sing at all. He can sing, which I thought, you know, I, I, I even wrote down in my little Google Doc sheet. He's got a great voice that I have to give him that. Oh, I just thought of the worst celebrity. Okay, I just thought of the worst celebrity musician that I know. And I pray to God we're going to talk about the same person, but we'll see. But we can we can fast forward if you want to just no, no, bring no. it up. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I want you to okay. I want you to go through what you have. Write this down because I want to hear about oh, it. Oh no, trust me. You <laughs> trust me, you will. But uh admittedly, Kevin Costner in the modern West, Heavy Like Rain, um came out two years ago. I don't hate it. I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> okay. I would listen okay. I would listen to the song. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about me, but yes, please go on. <laughs> okay, so um, my next band, and this is a weird one. This is a curveball. Um, you might have you might have already known this, but in the early 2010s, Macaulay Culkin was in a Velvet Underground parody band called Pizza Underground. <laughs> I literally only know this because of you. Okay. <laughs> They did Velvet Underground songs, but parodied them, and every song was about pizza. pizza. Yeah, uh, they have a song called Pizza Gal. Uh, they have a song called Take a Bite of the Wild Slice instead of Take a Bite out of the Wilds or Take. I can't even get it right. Take a <laughs> take walk, a walk on, on the Wild, the wild Side. <laughs> it's just called Take a Bite of the Wild Slice, and um, you know it's good for what it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a little bit more respect because what I will say why I don't hate this Kevin Costner song, I wouldn't take him seriously because I'm like, right. it just seems like you're continuing to act. But Macaulay yeah. Culkin being like, you know who I like? I swear to God, the joke I was getting ready to say is in two friends, three questions. Because I was going to say, you know what I like? Okay. The Velvet Underground. You know what I also like? Pizza. We should <laughs> do something. Okay. And I swear I made that joke already because I think I legitimately think that's what happened. And that's that's just funny. That's just good yeah. funny shit. And I, I do have a lot of respect for people that are like because he's not taking himself seriously. You don't take yourself right, seriously yeah. in that band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and yeah, and that's something different. Like if it's a parody band, like, you know, kind of a joke, like right. I, I can get behind that. Um, but if they're trying to like seriously start a music career, that's where I start to, to start to have issues. Speaking of my next one, this is going to be a really hot take. Zoe Deschanel. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Part of the band. She and him. Um, I have always loved, don't get me wrong. I'm going to start this off by saying I like Zoe Deschanel a lot. I love the show. New girl. Um, she's got a really good voice. Um, at one time, if you would have asked me, she would have been my celebrity crush. Mm-hmm. Kind of had a, I had kind of a thing for her, but f- I think this past week, actually, when I kind of started to do some some research on celebrity bands, and uh, if I'm being subjective and be you know, if I'm being honest, I have to say the movie she, the band she and him doesn't do it for me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they I it hurts to say that their most popular album is a Christmas album. That's not a good look. <laughs> Nope. Uh, nope. They 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 put out an album last summer that I was really excited about. I actually even pre-ordered on vinyl um, because it was a cover of Brian Wilson. Uh, it was a cover of Brian Wilson songs, and I was very let down. Mm. <laughs> uh, it basically sounds like boring acoustic versions of Beach Boys songs. So way to go! You made the Beach Boys suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, 
so yeah, that was that. But I mean, that one's pretty common knowledge. Most everybody knows Zoe Deschanel is part of she and him. Yeah, for the most part. Um, actually, I would dare say that they don't because their music is that forgettable. Yeah, it's it's very forgettable. Yeah, um, and then the other half of she and him, his name is M. Ward. He has his own solo career just as bland mm. <laughs> and, and you know some people like that kind of music i i don't really know how to describe it it's like folk music or like indie folk with all of the edges dulled there's nothing yeah. off-putting about it and some people like that music and every now and then i'm in the mood for it but you know who mm-hmm. i think's more interesting regina specter lily allen um uh, Kate Nash, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, people doing uh, uh, fucking, I'll, I'll say it. Nelly Furtado did a yeah. little bit of a better <laughs> job with it because it was catchier. It was more upbeat. You know, that, that style of music, I don't think is like completely lost or completely useless. And I think that Zoe day, you know what I think it is, is Zoe day Chanel has not worked with anybody who can push her into a different area. And yeah. I think that, mm-hmm. and I think she would excel because I really do think that she is a good singer. I think she has a great voice. I think she has a great, you know, sound uh, for bands like that. I I think the one band actually like of Mice and Men, they were popular mm-hmm. for a while. They had that. They had that yeah. kind of indie folk female singer sound. Yeah, there was a there was a time in our culture where Zoe Deschanel was so much uh, was pretty much everybody's dream girl because she was the quintessential like hipster with the bangs and the glasses she, and ah, I'm shy and nerdy and I play the ukulele and I'm quirky. Yeah, she's the pixie. She's the pixie girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's the pixie girl. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of all she ever was. Um, she's kind of tried to to be that as far as the music career goes um, since 2007 ish when that kind of was the thing. <laughs> yeah, I um I I think the biggest travesty to Zoe Deschanel is that she hasn't got to be pushed in any new direction because when you see her in movie roles, like actually the movie I think of is 500 Days of Summer, she's kind yeah. of the villain mm-hmm. in that movie. And uh, she... I, I I hard disagree. Oh wow, really? Well, who who's the villain <laughs> yeah. in the movie? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. She tells him from the beginning that she's not looking for a relationship, and you know, despite her missteps and you know making him think otherwise, he goes way too far yeah. and has these high hopes. He's very inselly. Yes, sorry, <laughs> I I totally apologize. You're right. I guess that's not what I meant. I meant that <laughs> she, but that's what it was. Like she was a woman. I think they try to portray her as the villain, yes. Well, I, I, but in hindsight, she's not. Yeah, totally not the villain. <laughs> Sorry, totally off base here. What I meant was, is that in that movie, she is not Jess from New Girl. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> she, she, She's quirky, she's weird, but she's also like really like honest. I don't know how to describe it. Like I... Mm-hmm. She didn't play this bright-eyed, bushy-tailed type person. She played a different kind of person. Like, she knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. She has an idea of the world. And I think that Zoe Deschanel could be a way better actress. Because you know who's a way worse actress? Her sister. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just watching the show Devil in Ohio. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, she's the main person in Bones. That, that's Zoe yeah. Deschanel's sister. She is also one of the main characters in a show on Netflix called Devil in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's not great. 
<laughs> she has one speed that she acts in. So I do think that Zoe Deschanel has a lot of talent. I just don't think she's mm-hmm. been given an opportunity to really be something yeah. other than what she's been. And then I try not to let this cloud my judgment, but if I'm being honest, once again, when I found out that she married one of the property brothers, I was like, really? All the twins? <laughs> yes. She's married to one of the twins from the property brothers. That's weird. Possibly both of them. They <laughs> yeah. They, they, nobody really knows. <laughs> she doesn't know which yeah, one. Yeah. We know what they say, but yeah, that doesn't make it true. They're twins. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm going to get a lot of heat for that, but that's just my honest opinion. Um, the next one on the list, another Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Um, didn't know this until yesterday. Um, Zoe Kravitz is in an R&B slash electro pop band called Lola Wolf. Um, and I listened to a little bit. It's not my thing, um, but apparently they're kind of big. They released a song in 2013 with ASAP Rocky which I listened to, and it was just all right. <laughs> well, Lenny Kravitz music sucks. <laughs> never, have I, I, yeah. never have I heard a guy that we talk about as a guitarist have the worst guitar tone ever made. Have you listened to, like, <laughs> I want to fly? Listen to that guitar tone. It's not even there. I've not really thought it's about just it like, too much. All I can think wow. about is his balls. His balls? Every time I think about Lenny Kravitz, all I can think of is that video where his... Yeah, have you not seen this? No. What? There's Oh, man. At a, sh- at a live show one time. Google this right now. Okay. Listeners, stop what you're doing. <laughs> okay. I'm doing it, too. Just... I, I can't even remember what to Google. Probably just Google Lenny Kravitz balls, and you'll probably find it. Kravitz is... <laughs> um, no, there's a show where... Balls a falling show. out. It came up on YouTube. <laughs> He's yeah, I know. I've seen it on YouTube. He's playing a show in leather pants, and he like goes to do the splits or something, and his pants you break open, and his balls just fall out. Just his whole twiggin' balls. His twiggin' balls. <laughs> his twiggin' berries. His twiggin' berries. I'm watching it right now. Live reaction. This does not look fun, even to begin with. <laughs> Whoa, I think I saw the move, but I didn't see the balls. Oh, there it is. (laughs) There it is. Wow. Fantastic. One of my favorite videos of all time. God. That's why you don't wear leather (laughs) pants, you fucking idiot. American woman. (laughs) I've ruined the song. Don't look at my balls. <laughs> They're way too long. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Love it. Okay. All right. Zoe. Okay. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was Zoe Kravitz. What else? Who else we got? <laughs> okay. All right. Next on the list. Um, Juliette Lewis. Again, I didn't know this until researching uh, for this podcast, but I, I like Juliette Lewis. Um, she was the, uh, I think she was, she was, in, yeah, she was the sister in Christmas Vacation. And then recently, you know, has, has been done, a, has ton of, has done a ton of other things since then. But in 2006, she started a band called Juliet and the Licks. Um, she opened up, you're, you're going to love this. She opened up for Chris Cornell and the Foo Fighters. Uh, so I listened to a little bit of it and it's not my cup of tea, but uh-huh. it's kind of like butt rock. 
<laughs> but like fronted by Juliette Lewis, which is weird. Um, let me put it to you this way. I don't love the music. I don't think it's anything crazy, but uh, yeah, Dave Grohl played on one of her records. Yeah. Yes. That was the so, next thing I was going to say. Cause I didn't know that. Yeah. Either. So her yeah. opening for Chris Cornell and Foo Fighters actually isn't all that surprising. Um, yeah. Do you remember the, um, the famous like Foo Fighters motorhead Hyde Park show? Yeah. Vaguely. Uh, she apparently opened that too. So, oh, wow. cause I, cause I've seen that whole, I remember I watched the entire set on, uh, YouTube, uh, uh, of Motorhead and Foo Fighters, but also at that same show, there was Queens of the Stone Age, um, and Damn. Angels and Airwaves and, uh, Juliet and the Licks. So, Not a bad show. I'd, I'd yeah. sit through <laughs> Angels and Airwaves with our, God, that is the outlier though, man. Yeah, it is. It really they, is. They it? better have fucking brought it, dude. They're because they're getting <laughs> right. taken down. For sure. Um, yeah, no, I would agree. Juliet Lewis and the Licks, I don't think is like the best music in the world, but um, I, I, you know, I, I dig it, and I do love her as an actress. And uh, yeah, actually, that video is. Um, there's a little like behind the scenes doc type type of footage of Dave Grohl recording drums with him. And uh, they take a break from recording. They're sitting around, you know, just in a room eating lunch. And Dave Grohl tells the Footloose story, which is why I got upset with Footloose about how his high school band was in a battle of the bands and they did the song Footloose. And he talked about how his part was the part where it's like, you got to turn me around. <laughs> and like he told that story. And then he told, and he, and he told probably one of the better Dave Grohl stories. He's like, because they were like, you know who you look like? And they were like, and Dave Grohl was like, I'm going to stop you right there. Every single fucking party I go to, okay? Every party I show up to, they're always like, hey, man, dude, you know who you fucking look like? My buddy Roach. Let me go get him real quick. You look just fucking like him, dude. It is wild. Let me go get him. And they'll go get him. And he comes out. I was like, hey, I'm Roach. And it's like. <laughs> and he's just like, you're ugly as fuck, dude. Because <laughs> they were like, you know, you look like Shelly Duvall. And Shelly Duvall is the actress in The Shining. Oh, <laughs> and they were like, that's who you look like. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And he. Because. Because they let him tell this whole story, and and he's like, well, who do I fucking look like then? Who do I look like? And they're like, Shelly Duvall. And he's like, is she ugly? And they're like, terrifying. <laughs> and he just like storms out. He's like, yeah, I do. I knew you were going to say I look fucking ugly. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. So I do know that. Oh, sweet. Okay. Um, did you know this? Frankie Muniz played drums from 2012 to 2014 in a pop punk band called Kingsfoil. I did also know that. Oh, shit. I didn't know well, this. Well, I knew Frankie Muniz played drums in a band. I did not know it was a pop punk band. I also did not Ooh. know what, that they were called Kingsfoil. Do you know what Kingsfoil is? No. It is a plant that is elvish that will heal you from Lord of the Rings. Naturally, yeah. so, <laughs> that's kind of badass. Actually. Yeah, no, it's that's a deep. <laughs> I wanted to hate it, but I don't. That's a deep Lord of the Rings cut. That's like a deep. <laughs> you've played the video games, you've read the books, you've seen the movies. Like King's Foil is not <laughs> a popular, uh, a popular thing. But yeah, King's Foil is a is a little moss that will grow on like the side of trees and rocks, and you take it 
and if you turn it into a little paste, she'll put it on a wound. It will heal the wound. Uh, and then Old Toby, fun fact, Old Toby is the tobacco that the hobbits smoke. And I haven't done the research, but we pretty much know that it was weed. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I haven't done <laughs> the research, but, like, everybody's kind of in agreement that, like, when the hobbits are smoking the Old Toby, they're getting at least a little bit high. Gotcha. You know what okay. I'm saying? So there you go. <laughs> also, fun fun Lord of the Rings fact. Fun fact. All right. Speaking of fun facts, in 2007, Billy Bob Thornton formed a rockabilly oh, country rock band called the Boxmasters. That is so bad. <laughs> They're so bad. So I bad. listened to it last night. I can't get behind it. It's bad. <laughs> I don't know where I first heard that, but man, I saw it and I was like, oh. what's worse, Bruce Willis's music or Billy Bob Thornton's music? <laughs> Bruce Willis was next on <laughs> Was it? Okay. Yeah. They're bald. They're white guys. Here's the thing. I I listened to both of these last night. I like Bruce Willis's music more than I like Billy Bob. Thornton's. I'd agree. Rockabilly <laughs> was never cool. No. We should have never done it. Rockabilly is the stupidest musical genre I, I think ever. I think what happened was he started a rockabilly band because he's like well my name is billy that'd be funny <laughs> my name billy bob i'm billy bob and i play rockabilly <laughs> Demi moore's over there like right. billy stop <laughs> i don't know whatever demi moore does well yeah so if you didn't know yeah bruce willis put out a blues rock band uh called or a rock album called well, a few albums actually his first album was called the return of bruno um and Stop. what i liked about what does that even mean <laughs> what i'm not entirely positive okay. that's I was, weird i was hoping you'd get the reference no i have no idea is that his alter ego is bruno it's like hey i'm bruno i'm not bruce I anymore so. But that's the thing, like, so what I, I gathered most about, you know, the few minutes of research I did last night <laughs> when I watched four minutes of his video, sure. um, it's not bad because he's actually kind of good at harmonica, which I didn't he's know. He's better at har- um, harmonica than he is a singer, I think. Yes. Okay. And when he's singing, he's doing his goddamn best Bruce Springsteen impression that he can muster. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Really, I, Bruce Willis though is like an anomaly as an actor though because he wasn't very popular. You know when they released Die Hard, and they because that was his first leading role in a movie. Okay, they released Die Hard. They released the trailer. You know what people did? Laughed that Bruce Willis was the lead. What? Yeah, they were like, he's not an action star because he was doing a show at the time that I forget what it was called, but it was like a. It was like kind of like a rom-com type show where he was like a PI and he was just kind of Ooh. like a dunce and kind of goofy but kind of suave with the ladies and they were but they were just like no he's not a you know he's not a Schwarzenegger he's not a Stallone like he'll never be an action hero. That's what they said about Bruce Willis when he came out. That is insane. To the point that he was the spokesman for Seagram's he was that guy, and he did a Seagram's <laughs> commercial playing the harmonicas and being like, whoa, 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 blues. <laughs> it's bad, dude. And then Die Hard came out, and his entire life changed. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just watched uh, Movies That Made Us on Netflix, if anyone's curious. Oh, watch, watch the Die yeah. Hard episode. It's very good. <laughs> 
All right. So the last one for this category that I've been dying to talk about is Hollywood vampires. So this is the most celebrity supergroup that really? you can ever even imagine. Okay. So Hollywood vampires is Alice Cooper, Joe Perry of Aerosmith, and Johnny Depp. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you not aware of the Hollywood vampires? No, I am. I didn't know they had um, a name. That's that's yeah, why. It's bad. Oh, that, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's shit. So I tried to listen to them um, on Spotify, but the only thing I could find was them doing covers, which leads me to believe that the only thing they do is covers. Yeah, no, that sounds right. <laughs> They had a cover of, um, I think, Black Dog, Led Zeppelin. They had a cover of School's Out. They had a cover of uh, David Bowie's Heroes, which I, you know, it's a good song. Yeah, it's great. But song. I would, I would rather listen to the Bowie version. A fucking chorus. Um, don't, don't cover Bowie. Don't cover <laughs> Bowie. I don't know how Kurt Cobain got away with it. Don't cover yeah. Bowie. <laughs> Just don't. Don't even bother. No, genuinely. <laughs> I'm not being facetious. Don't cover right. Bowie. That's the number one rule as a musician. You do not cover Bowie. Yep. <laughs> God, I'm so disappointed in Alice Cooper. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a bummer. Well, what I thought is interesting about it is, so they all, apparently the story goes, they all started kind of like jamming at... Um, this venue in uh, on on Hollywood Strip called the Viper Room. Oh yeah, um, which I have been to before. The Viper Room oh. is apparently this like urban legend um, place right. where celebrities would go to the basement and like gamble. And, yeah, uh, a whole bunch of bad shit went down. Humble there. brag, um, but okay. Uh, well, it's not a humble brag that I have been there because I've technically not been in the doors. I just use their parking. <laughs> <room>. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right, that's the full story. <laughs> the most Mitch esque response that can be mustered. Well, yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I use her parking lot. I parked there. Like, <laughs> oh, apparently they're not doing great. They'll just let anybody use their parking lot. <laughs> Uh, well, I w when I was there, I wanted to go, but they were only open for like when they had shows going on, and apparently there were no shows going on at 4 p.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny Depp is top. I don't even know how many there are. Let's just say top two, because I know who number one is, but he's number two. Johnny Depp playing guitar is the most infuriating fucking thing I've ever seen, because it's not that he's bad at guitar. He's pretty solid at guitar, but he plays like he thinks he is Joe fucking cool. And I would <laughs> never have I wanted to punch a dude out than him playing a fucking Telecaster and just all the way down at his knees doing little kind of <laughs> oh, blues no. licks. He's got 20 fucking rings Ooh. on. And it's like, yes, we know you like the Rolling Stones. Get over it and <laughs> do something original. You fuck. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's the vibe I got out of their band. <laughs> and I'm going to say it. I don't think Johnny Depp is that good of an actor. Oh. I only think he could play weird shit. He cannot do yeah. a straight fucking character. When have you ever seen Johnny Depp do a straight fucking character? Never. That's, that's a good point. It's yeah. always some weird bullshit. That doesn't make you a good actor because Daniel Day-Lewis will do anything and everything but mm -hmm. he could be in a scene and you not even know it. Johnny Depp, complete antithesis. He has to be yeah, exactly. at the center of the scene. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And fuck <laughs> him, because his guitar playing, 
Also, not even that good. I can outplay Johnny Depp. <laughs> Hot takes. I'll outplay Johnny Depp right now. Guitar battle. I'll fuck his shit up. Calling him out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Johnny. We don't get to play in 6-8. Let's see what you could do. Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> it's a cocaine. Well, even like the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, Caribbean movies, he was just basically just doing a Mick Jagger. Like. <laughs> yeah, he was just doing a, a fucking Rolling Stones impression. I just, I don't know, right. man. I don't mean to... <laughs> Shut on him that word, but it's just he's not that cool, and he just wants to be so cool. That's yeah. what bugs me. But. Uh, okay, so we should move on because I don't want to go on forever. But um, okay, so next category is here are some celebrities that were musicians before they were famous, and this one kind of blew my mind. First one, Michael Sarah and Clark Duke were in a band together called The Long Goodbye. <laughs> This was like the early 2000s, like MySpace days. Yeah. Um, and I listened to some of their songs and Michael Sarah is singing. So it's awkward. Um, the <laughs> the production is very bad. It's like they had recorded it on their 2002 PC. Yeah, it's on MySpace. Um, so, of course. The, yeah, it's on MySpace. Um, but I mean, their, their, their style is kind of cool. I think they're going for kind of like an acoustic, uh, death cab or right. I kind of got like Elliot Smith vibes out of uh, it. They're, they're kind of these sad bastard songs. Sir. <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Oh, fun fact. I did find a video of them actually playing a show like together. Um, the only video I could find on all of YouTube is them doing a cover of El Scorcho by Weezer. <laughs> wow. And there it is. You got, so you hit your quota. Is. Oh, just you wait. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. I think I heard about that slightly from the behind-the-scenes stuff with Scott Pilgrim, like Michael Sarah kind of uh, yeah. already knew how to do music. It was kind of the other actors who had total line. Yeah, so besides that, Michael Sarah has actually also been in a couple bands. He, I think he played bass in a band called Mr. Heavenly, um, who, interestingly enough, um, the drummer for this band called Mr. Heavenly was Joe Plummer, um, who also played drums for Modest Mouse and The Shins. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I know I know who that is. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> All over indie yeah. rock, dude. Joe Plummer. Absolutely. Oh, so while we're on the subject, speaking of Scott Pilgrim versus the world, um, there was a band... Um, I just found this out yesterday and it completely blew my mind, uh, because there's a song called West coast by coconut records. Um, you've probably heard it and I actually have it queued up. Okay. Apparently I don't, apparently my internet sucks. Yeah. Weird definition <laughs> of queued up. <laughs> Have you heard the song before? Oh, God damn it. What is happening? Let, let me just look it up on mine. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just look it up? What's it called again? Uh, West Coast by a band called Coconut Records. And so this is kind of like a hipster acoustic song from like the early 2000s, maybe early 2010s, um, that having worked in a coffee shop, I have heard that song a million times. Oh. And there was actually a time in my life where I'm like, I cannot listen to this song one more time. Like it shows up on every Pandora, like hipster acoustic list. Um, and I just got so sick of it. Yeah. 
Have you heard this? I don't even know if I've heard this song, but I've heard every other song that tries to sound like it. I almost don't like yeah. it. It's that <laughs> yeah. on the nose of that sound. Well, I I have hated that song for about a decade <laughs> up until yesterday okay. when I found out the guy singing in that, that guy singing you just uh-huh. heard is Jason fucking Schwartzman, the actor. He was in Wow, okay. Uh, he was in Scott Pilgrim. Uh he was in a whole bunch of Wes Anderson mm-hmm. movies. Um I like him as an actor. Didn't know he had a music career. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think that's what blew my mind the most. I was like, oh, yeah, I know that song. What? Jason Schwartzman? <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually pretty pretty fucking wild. I would not have guessed he that. He was also, prior to that, he was also in a band called Phantom Planet that did the theme song for Beverly Hills 90210. He played drums in that band. Really? Yes, he was the drummer for that. California, here we come. That's Cal- him. Wait. <laughs> that is not Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, nope, it's the, it's OC. the OC. Wrong California Yeah, I was show. like, yeah. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> My bad. Yeah. My bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, then quickly. Um, well, you'd probably already know about Kevin Bacon. Um, is in the Bacon Brothers with his brother. They're actually pretty good. Uh, folk bluegrass band. I did not know that. Yeah, he's good. He's good at guitar. He's good at singing. They actually have some decent songs. <laughs> okay. I'll take your word on that. The name is stupid. And I think the Bacon Brothers, it is, it is stupid. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that, that makes me hate it, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's been, he's been in a band with his brother since the 70s, which I think predates wow. his acting career. Yeah. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. I don't think it really yeah. got work until late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, totally. Um, the next thing I want to talk about <laughs> to bring up Weezer again. Okay. okay. What this do we is going to blow your mind because I kind of knew this, but I forgot about it. So, you know, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, from from Saturday Night yep. Live. She's fantastic. Yep. Love her. Her mom. So this isn't the most amazing part. This is this one I think is kind of common knowledge. Her mom is Minnie Ripperton, who sings the love in you. Is, yeah, you know that song? Easy, uh, that, I, I didn't know that was her mom, but I knew, yeah, wow, okay. I didn't know that. So first off, yeah, that's fucking yeah. amazing. That blows a lot of people's minds uh, that that's her mom. Um, so Maya Rudolph, before she was on Saturday Night Live, she played keyboard and was the backing vocalist for a band called uh, uh, The Rentals okay. uh, in the 90s. And the lead singer of The Rentals is none other than Matt Sharp, former bassist of Weezer. Oh fuck, <laughs> dude! Right? <laughs> but what? So, what was that band called again? I'm sorry. Uh, the Rentals. The Rentals. So, has the Rentals mm-hmm. done anything that I would know, though? I don't think okay. so. <laughs> but that is, <laughs> they are not. Huge. That is insane. That Matt Sharp is like the lead singer of a band that also just Maya Rudolph is in. Right. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny because I actually um I wanted to watch like that they had a music video that she's in and I watched it last night. <laughs> and this was prior to her blowing up on Saturday Night Live. So she's barely in the fucking music mm-hmm. video. <laughs> I'm like trying to watch out for her. and they focus on like the other like backup vocalist and Matt Sharp and I'm like you guys 
nobody had, nobody had the the forethought to be like, well, Maya Rudolph, she's gonna completely blow up. <laughs> okay, well, I went ahead and looked at Maya Rudolph, and there's a couple things. Also, did you know she was in a Prince cover band called Princess? <clears throat> Whoa, I did not know that. That's and awesome. also apparently she has been in a, a maybe off again on again relationship with Paul Thomas Anderson since 2001. Whoa. They. P.T. Anderson. They live in San Fernando <laughs> Valley with four children. Wow, so good So she <laughs> is with Paul Thomas Anderson, one of the greatest American film directors. That's wild. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the reason that I was kind of interested in particular, too, is I remember Maya Rudolph doing a couple musical roles. Like, not in a musical, but doing a movie role where mm-hmm. she had to do music, too. And I was actually looking through her filmography because I'm trying to remember. Oh, fuck. She was in Licorice Pizza from 2021, which I still haven't seen. Oh, and it was directed by Paul either. Thomas Anderson. Ah, and there you I've go. I wanted to see this because <laughs> I fucking love Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's crazy, dude. She gets around. She's done a lot of TV, so many movies. She is in the 2019 VR video game Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series, and her role nice. is Zo Dash E three. So apparently she plays a a uh, a droid. She's in the music video for Dick in a Box by the Lonely Island. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Hugs by the Lonely Islands. Oh, and Make Some Noise by the Beastie Boys. I forgot she's in that music video. Oh shit. I like Maya Rudolph. She's also. Oh, yeah, she's, she's in that movie Away We Go with uh, uh, Jim. Yeah, John Krasinski. John Krasinski, yeah. I forgot his name. <laughs> that is a great movie. That's a tearjerker. Uh, yeah, yeah, wow. Okay. that's Yeah, that's that's a weird seven degrees of separation from sure. Because right. out of everything she'd done, I wouldn't have guessed that Matt Sharp, the bass player, yeah, bass player <laughs> for Weezer <laughs> would be, who's letting him run a band? What does that look like? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, okay. So then quickly, um, in college, uh, Chevy Chase played drums in a band called Leather Canary um, with Walter Becker and Donald Fagan, who later started D- Steely Dan. That's wild. <laughs> so there's this like whole universe where Chevy Chase could have been like a Steely member Dan. of Steely Dan. <laughs> Craziest thing you've said by far. absolutely craziest thing you've said so far i had no idea about that i didn't know that either that blew my mind that is absolutely the craziest thing you you maybe have ever told me i did not know i think i might top myself depending on how well you know about uh your celebrities because next um in the 90s russell crowe played guitar and fronted an alternative rock band called 30 odd foot of grunts and it's actually pretty good. I didn't know that. <laughs> he's kind of like, I watched the video last night, and he's kind of like, you can kind of tell he's like Eddie Vedder inspired. Yeah. He's kind of trying to do, well, that's just how do his, an imitation of Eddie Vedder. That's just Vetter. how his mouth is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I see yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I only knew that um, because of Les Mis, because he did have a background in music, and he played yeah, yeah, and Les Mis. Mm-hmm. But didn't people like shit on his performance in Lame Is? Didn't the, I never saw it, but I thought I remember people being like, "Oh yeah, he's not." A they good really did. They really <laughs> did, and they're all wrong. Every yeah. <laughs> critic is wrong about that movie. 
it's long. Don't get me wrong. Every woman I've, I've, so I had a shtick where when I was dating a gal, I would take him to go. I, I would either like go to the movie theater because actually that's when I was dating a little bit more is when that movie came out mm-hmm. in theaters, or I would buy it on DVD. Well, I own like three or four. I, I really fucking like Les Mis. Um, <laughs> I would um, make most of the women I courted watch Les Mis, thinking, "Oh, they okay. fucking love this. It's about like faith and redemption and good and evil and the gray yeah. in between and." salvation of a human and it's artistic it's musical i know all the music it's musical i can come off as classy yeah it's classy you know culture the women parts i'll sing the male parts (laughs) i know the whole fucking thing you know i'm gonna shoo in every single woman i've shown that movie to fucking hate it (laughs) fucking hate that movie and it's a movie to this day that i will i will watch the whole movie you get me to the very last 15, 20 minutes, I will cry every single wow. time. I fucking <laughs> love Les Mis, and critics were not kind to of that movie. They shit on Anne Hathaway, uh, Russell mm-hmm. Crowe. They even shit on Hugh Jackman, and I I just think they're totally wrong. I think they're missing the point of yeah. it. I think it's one of the greatest musical adaptations into a live-action film that is on the best. I, I, we might fucking do an episode on it, and I'll make you watch it. Because it, I'm, I, I think I'm down. the 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 way they yeah. did the music, and I won't get into it now, is I think the best way to do it. But what they did was they hired actors, not singers. So a mm-hmm. lot of the actors had musical backgrounds. Anne Hathaway, her mom played her character on Broadway and the Broadway lady. Oh, wow. So she played who her mom played when it was on Broadway. Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman had a little variety show. He went on tour. He, he sings live Russell Crowe. Didn't know that. Because of that, I knew that he was in, like he grew up playing alternative music and shit like that. So Mm -hmm. they, they just hired people that were more famous as actors than musicians to. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, but I Mm -hmm. love it. But yeah. Okay, so, fun fact, <laughs> Ricky Gervais, you know about this? Not so far. Ricky Gervais in the 80s was part of a new wave band called Siona Dancing. Oh, fuck, I did know that. This, before his yeah. acting career, he was in like an 80s new wave band, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Definitely okay. watch it. Okay. <laughs> it sounds okay. It sounds like they're kind of doing a David Bowie impression. Sure, sure. Um, he's got the whole, like, flock of seagulls hair and everything. It's It's amazing. Um, next Keanu Reeves in the nineties, he was in a bit, kind of a grunge band with, uh, it was a grungier version of like pop nineties band. I actually kind of think they sound a little bit like a grungier matchbox 20. Um, but he played bass in a, a band called dog star that I actually kind of fuck with. Yeah. I think I kind of knew. Well, what's interesting too, and I'll, I'll throw this in real fast is because he was a character in that video game cyberpunk i don't know if you remember when that came out no he was like a fully animated character into it he did the voice they used his likeness and all that but he played like a punk rocker in this like okay. dystopian cool. cyberpunk type universe uh so yeah that's interesting but i do think i did know that that's that's one i think i knew but haven't thought about since i heard about it apparently yeah, exactly yeah i didn't know he's amazing <clears throat> 
Um, pretty much the entire cast of Stranger Things. Yep. <laughs> uh, Joe Keery, um, <laughs> uh, Finn Wolfhard, Maya Hawk. They also have 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 put out at least one album. Um, Joe Keery was in a band called Post Animal before he was actually in Stranger Things. Um, they're actually a pretty good, like psych rock band. Um, and he left the band basically because of scheduling conflicts with Stranger Things, and also the rest of the band didn't want the Stranger Things like. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, they they didn't want to you know be known as oh yeah that's the guy from Stranger Things is in that band. Wow. So it was kind of a mutual okay. like hey you should probably move on. Um, but he put out a, a few songs. I don't know if it's a full album um, under the name Joe, but spelled D J O, and um, it's actually pretty good. Um, it's kind of chill, psychedelic, hmm. um, a little bit electronic. Um, but I kind of fuck with it. Um, and then obviously Finn Wolfhard. Um, he's in, he was in a band called Calpurnia. Now he's in a band called The Aubreys. Um, yeah. Um, and then, oh, also Michael Shannon. I fuck with Michael Shannon so hard. Okay. I might be long-winded on this one because, boy, I love me some <laughs> Michael Shannon, too. Me, too. I didn't know. I mean, I've always loved him, but I didn't know that he was a musician. Actually, since 2002, he was basically, he's the front man for a, of a rock band called Corporal. Um, they put out a self-titled album in 2010, and it's actually really good. He's a phenomenal singer, pretty good guitar player. Um, what? Yeah, I just have so much respect for Michael Shannon. Yeah, dude, uh, he's he's the greatest that guy who has ever lived. He's in a movie, and it's <laughs> right. like, fucking Michael Shannon. It's that guy. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the great dude. I love. So basically, we fuck with uh, Michael Shannon and what's the other guy? Dan. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dan. He he was the villain in Batman. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Paul Dano. Oh, Paul Dano. Yeah, I love yeah, Paul Dano. Yeah, I, I think we have a weird thing with those types of actors because, yeah, I, I've always yeah. loved Paul Dano. And then you were like, yeah, Paul Dano. And I'm like, wait, who? And I was like, Paul Dano. <laughs> yes, fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. I did not know that. I'm definitely going to listen to the Michael Shannon band because you absolutely he's, <laughs> I fucking love Michael Shannon. Right. Okay, so here's some honorable mentions, just rapid-fire actors that you may or may not have known put out albums. Scarlett Johansson is a great singer. She put out an album with Pete Yorn. Molly Ringwald actually is a pretty solid singer. She does kind of like this jazz cabaret thing. Um, The funniest thing, I want to talk about Molly Ringwald. She does a cover of Don't You Forget About Me, which is a little on the nose. Yeah, I don't Um, like that as much. That that seems silly, but sure. I get it. Yeah. Next honorable mention, Hugh Laurie. I know you yep. have... Yeah, you fuck with Hugh Laurie. Is he Lowry? I don't care. Hugh <laughs> Laurie. I say like Hugh Laurie because I don't say it like Lowry because that's like Mike Lowry from uh, Martin Lawrence's sure. character from Bad Boys. So I say <laughs> Hugh Laurie. Um, yeah, that's but better. no, incredibly musician. I was very obsessed with House, and also every single young Hugh Laurie performance from like British comedy, phenomenal, amazing actor, yeah. uh, truly <laughs> an amazing actor. Yeah, um, Seth MacFarlane actually can fucking. Yeah, he's a really sing. good singer. I think 
I think what's so interesting about Seth MacFarlane is I think it's because he's so good at doing mm-hmm. voices and impressions that he basically nailed a Frank Sinatra impression. Yeah. He, I think he might have put out an album too, but it's very kind of, again, cabaret, kind of like uh, swing style yeah, big singing. Band, um, big band, yeah. Um, and then also Jeff Goldblum, obviously. So we can spend some time on Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Gold. Wait, what music? I sorry. First off, I was thinking of Jeff Fo- Jeff Foxworthy when you said Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> which is hilarious. Very, yeah, very different. different. <laughs> Hilariously dumb. Pretty sure Jeff Foxworthy also came out with like a comedy musical album. What I was going to say was like, yeah. well, Ray Stevens is the king of blue collar country music parody <laughs> which you know if you haven't listened to ray stevens and the shrink or the streak and uh shiner's convention i mean it's the most yeah. blue collar midwest comedy that exists in music um my dad really liked ray stevens so that's everything you just said 100 yep, yep, makes a lot of sense <laughs> did you ever watch the ray stevens show with your dad no oh, man i watched it with my dad and goddamn did we love it <laughs> and I've gone back and watched it, and it is funny, but few. But I will admit that Jeff. Why are we talking about what the fuck did Jeff Goldblum do musically? I can't believe no, you don't. Know I don't. This. He's a jazz pianist. Really? He's pretty good at jazz. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so again, I'm not a huge jazz guy. I don't really like. Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't trust myself when it comes to like you know ranking jazz pianists. So I actually watched a, uh, a YouTube video where an actual jazz pianist mm. um, like kind of watched and reviewed one of his performances, and basically he said like what he's doing isn't like groundbreaking, right. Like p- from a piano standpoint, but you can tell that he's studied. Like he knows his shit. Um, he, he basically, he kind of compared him to Thelonious Monk. Um, he was like, yeah, you can kind of tell that Jeff Goldblum is a big fan of Thelonious Monk because he's doing some kind of like monkish style piano playing. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. The more, yeah. The dude is the most interesting. Wow. Yeah. That, that makes me want to check. Basically right now, Jeff Goldblum doing jazz piano and Michael Shannon and whatever the fuck he did. I'm totally in because yeah that's 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 wild but yeah we'll we'll fix that jazz thing brother we'll uh we'll get you there i hope i hope not (laughs) have you have you listened to miles davis's bitches brew i do yeah i i kind of i kind of fuck with bitches brew all right that was the one that got me i doubled down but i also took a jazz class in college and that really got me there like listening to like Ooh. Duke Ellington and uh, yeah gotcha. Glenn Miller, just going back to the basics, listening to that, and then you hear somebody like Thelonious Monk or uh, Sonny Rollins or those kind of people. I don't know. Ooh. I've been obsessed with jazz pretty early on, but yeah, we'll we'll get you there. We'll find your niche. You know, you probably you know what is so funny. We were making fun of Scotty for like in Latin fusion. You know, what you probably would fuck with <laughs> is Latin fusion jazz. Yeah, I, I think right. you would actually enjoy it. It's cleaner, it's smoother. They don't really play wrong notes. They just play in such a hard pocket and such a hard groove. Um, yeah, I think you would actually kind of fuck with it, actually. Okay, I might check but it anyways, out. But anyways, do we have anybody else, or is that the list? So, yeah, um, I'll try to That's make fine. this quick, but I just I have to tell you about this band called JD and the Straight Shot. Have you heard of JD and the Straight Shot? It does sound familiar, but it's not ringing a bell. (laughs) 
this is my most hated band on oh, this boy. list. Oh boy. Okay. So <clears throat> quick story. The JD and the Straight Shot is uh the front man. His name is James Dolan. And if you don't know who James Dolan is, he is the CEO and owner of Madison Square Gardens. Oh. He's the owner of the New York Knicks. Oh, no. And the New York Rangers. He owns the Knicks and the New York Rangers? <laughs> and the Rangers. And the venue that they both play oh. in. Wait, really? Do they both play in the same yes. Madison Square Garden? They both play? Do they not? I think they do, yeah. Right? That would I make just sense. I know that is all. But yeah, so, it wouldn't make sense. But ooh, the deal with JD and the straight shot, and I don't want to like sound biased, so I'm just going to read you the Wikipedia page. JD and the straight shot is the country blues and roots vanity project of its frontman and guitarist, Cablevision Systems Corporation CEO and Madison Square Garden CEO James L. Dolan. Because of his corporate status and his friendship and business relationship with entertainment executive Irving Azoff, Dolan has been able to leverage J.D. and the Straight Shot onto shows by The Eagles, The Allman Brothers, ZZ, uh, ZZ Top, Jewel, Keith Urban, The Dixie Chicks, Joe Walsh, and Robert Randolph. Um, attendance by the Madison Square Garden staff employees is expected and noted when the group plays at New York clubs. <laughs> the group's song Can't Make Tears was on the soundtrack for the TV show Hell on Wheels. Um, the group's music has also been featured in films including Hurricane Season, August Osage County, um, all of which were produced by the Weinstein Company, a corporate business partner of Dolan's made, uh, Madison Square Garden Company. Um and then uh, the New York Times has described the band as a group of well-known sidemen backing a karaoke-grade singer and noted that Dolan's music uh, talents are unlikely to endanger his day job. <laughs> After the group's performance opening for ZZ Top, one reviewer wrote that Dolan's enthusiasm for playing mediocre American rock did little to make their forgettable performance entertaining. Um, another reviewer said he sings, he sings like he's trying not to cough and it's possible he can't play the guitar. <laughs> uh, so basically I, I really wanted to talk about James Dolan because he is a giant douchebag. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically picture this like billionaire that shoehorns his way into opening up for bands like the Eagles and ZZ Top, specifically because the, he owns the venue that they're playing in. <laughs> and other than that, the only time he's had success as a musician is when his friend Harvey Weinstein is like, hey, maybe I'll put some of your music in my shows. <laughs> Furthermore, third point, um, here's something about James Dolan. If you're asking yourself, well, I mean, he, uh, yeah, he, he had to have done something. He owns the New York Rangers and the New York Knicks. What well, he, he had, you know, he's a wealthy guy. There's got to be a reason for it. Um, no, his dad started HBO and passed away. And because of that, mm -hmm. he inherited he he inherited the the Knicks, the Rangers, and the Madison Square Gardens in 1999. So he has done nothing to work for his fame and fortune. <laughs> and furthermore, he forces his employees to go support him if, if his band ever plays in town. <laughs> and his music is terrible. It's, uh, he's, he, he's very untalented. It's very bland, um, modern country music. Um, 
Well, that's that's what I would hop in and say is I think it's bland. I don't think it's terrible, but it's bland. And I, I think those are two different things, but they're both equally as bad. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I went onto their website. Oh, okay. And I'm watching them currently cover Jessica from the Almond Brothers okay. band, which coincidentally is my favorite Almond Brothers band song. And the mandolin player has a swoop kind of style haircut that like I typically have and a leather jacket. Don't wear a fucking leather jacket when you play the mandolin. <laughs> the mandolin is not cool. Yeah. It's not edgy. It's a mandolin. Play it and just, and it just, I mean, they're just, were, it, it, that's the thing. This is music that is soulless. Mm-hmm. Is it inherently bad? No, they're doing everything right. It's recorded well. It's produced well. They're playing the right notes. They're playing the song well, Mm -hmm. but it's empty. It's soulless. It's not music. Because he, uh, like you said, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say the music is bad, but he is inherently a bad person. And I will say that. That's the. (laughs) That's what pisses me off so much is because, well, besides the fact that he's also a Trump supporter, um. And he lucked into his fame and fortune because his dad started HBO. Um, Just Eli, imagine if you showed up to work on Monday and your billionaire boss was like, hey, man, I noticed you weren't at my show Saturday. That kind of sucks, man. Like we're trying to do some like team building. And I I recognize you're not like a real team player. That's what he does to his employees. (laughs) Oh, and I would flip the fuck out. I would be like, your music is fucking bad, dude. (laughs) Fuck you. Pick up the guitar. Let's fucking go. You write something mildly original, <laughs> and let's see if it's even remotely interesting. Right. Because I guarantee you it's fucking not. Oh, you're yeah. playing a G chord? Wow, breakthrough. Dylan, everybody. We got a <laughs> Dylan in that. Yeah, I would be such an ass. Yeah. I, I literally could not live with that. Right. I would, I would have flipped out immediately. I would quit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was about it. I just wanted to tell you that story of the a, technically a celebrity band that just sucks and has no 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 reason being a celebrity band. Oh, he's got a song called "The Great Divide." Let's listen to the description Ooh. of the song "The Great Divide." Yeah, okay, let's do it. The Great Divide was inspired by a divided America. Our world is in a crazy place right now. We don't have to always agree on everything, but it's important to keep our minds open and try to find common ground. <laughs> Real original. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling this bullshit up. <laughs> yeah real original that's the thing oh the world's in a crazy place right now minorities and people that are oppressed asking for basic human rights wow it's so crazy right now isn't it <laughs> wow what a what a weird time we live in truly yeah truly says the billionaire who's friends with harvey weinstein <laughs> exactly i can't go prostitute children anymore what a weird time Damn, we live dude. in People are so sensitive these days. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate to be that way because I wouldn't do that to every single person that is conservative or Republican, but you find shit like this yeah. and it's just like, and I mean, I get it. You know, if I grew up in a part of the country where I didn't hear 
people from different cultures or people that were a different color than I was doing music, you know, I probably, I, I probably wouldn't gravitate hard away from it. Right. Like, I mean, in all fairness, I, I, I want to give a little bit of a benefit of doubt and a little bit of credit to people who grew up in a very isolated conservative community you don't really see black people working on music. You don't really see Latin mm-hmm. Americans working on music. You don't see people from different cultures uh, doing music. You might kind of start to just think that if you're pumped full of bluegrass and country and white people making music and white <laughs> people trying to weigh in on you know socio-political issues from a white person's perspective, I see how that perspective of the other side of the coin, you don't really want to hear. Because really, why do you want to hear it? Why do you want to hear people talk about how the government might not be good? Or why we shouldn't necessarily listen to the mainstream media? When you're a person that literally has an in-network with mainstream media... You know, you don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear people talking about how, like, you know, you, you realize that, you know, your perspective and your cultural standpoints and your paradigm, the the literal lens that you see the yeah. world through is only digestible for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's other people on the other side of that coin who never got a paycheck more than $100 or don't understand what that's like and grew up in a completely different environment. Well, I just want to hear the banjo and the bluegrass play. <laughs> and I like all my brothers. Oh, they're covering Jessica. <laughs> I get it. But I just think that, you know, though I, I think a majority of those people that are like, well, you know, the hip and hop and the rapping, you know, it's not really music. You know what I mean? They didn't have anything growing up mm-hmm. that, let them know that like music's great music is the universal language it's why we do this podcast you know i'm very i'm very very passionate about the fact that a black man could pick up a guitar in the 60s and play our national anthem literally protesting vietnam Mm -hmm. musically right no words only musically and i think that that is one of the that makes me proud to be an American. Hendrix playing the national anthem makes me proud to mm-hmm. be an American. This fucker doing a cover of Jessica by the Almond Brothers band makes me ashamed of music and the music industry and the sheer fact that you can just take money, throw it at a musical project, and you'll get something that doesn't sound bad, but you get you will you will get something without heart, without soul, mm-hmm. without feeling. And it's almost worse than bad music. Yeah. I'd say it is worse than bad music. I'd, li- I'd rather listen to bad music that that, that has heart <laughs> yeah, than just, good music yeah. that, yeah. Doesn't. Yeah. Because the bad music is at least people trying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's that 14-year-old thinking he could sing like Kurt Cobain and they're out there on a middle school battle of the bands and they're trying to do smells like teen spirit, but it's really not going well and he's not really doing it, man. I won't shit on them at all. I'll have the (laughs) utmost respect for them. That's a hard song to do. It's hard to do when you're young, but you're doing something you believe in and fuck. Yeah, that is 
important. Mm-hmm. But yeah. being able to play Jessica by the Almond Brother bands perfectly doesn't make you a musician. It doesn't, and that's what's so sad about that whole thing. It's not giving him anything that he wants. Mm-hmm. He thinks it is, but it ain't. Yeah, because you'll never have any respect as a musician. Yeah, the Wikipedia article called it a vanity project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucking sad. If anything I ever did was called a vanity project, I would delete it from the internet yeah. forever. Right. <laughs> I would not continue to do it. Yeah. So you anyway. ever listen? Yeah, you ever listen to uh, Jeremy Renner's music? No, the guy that played Hawkeye. No, and I know the Jeremy Avengers. Renner is. I didn't know he was a musician. Yeah, it's bad. It, oh, is it bad? Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's poor guy. Imagine Dragons, but worse. Oh, okay. If you can even... Yeah, it's bad. Go ahead and just look (laughs) up any Jeremy Renner song. Okay. It's fucking terrible. This man invented an app that is only about him. It's called the the Jeremy Renner app. Oh, no. And it's like Instagram, but the only thing on it Jeremy Renner. Oh no. I didn't yeah, know that. Funny. I like I liked him before this episode. Didn't he have that recent thing where he like was almost killed? Yeah. yeah. And I was kinda over here like <laughs> oh, no. let's make these Marvel movies better. Let's get rid of the weak link here. Jeez. Somebody fucked up in casting. Because it should have a, a never been Jeremy Renner. I could think, you know who would have been a better Hawkeye? Fucking Michael Shannon. Could you imagine oh, him out dude, there that being would be so good? <laughs> you may have watched an Avengers right. movie with Michael Shannon <laughs> yeah, in it. Absolutely, I would. <laughs> Paul Dano, that would have been wild. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, that was about all yeah. the celebrity bands that I wanted to mention. Um, so you said you had some sort of hot take. I think we kind of covered it, but basically my, uh, here, I... Let me pull up my computer mm-hmm. real quick. I was kind of going to let it go just because we had been running. But, yeah, I appreciate you giving me the ability. So, basically, I'm going to read this closer verbatim. But I think we kind of already covered it. But, basically, my hot take is just that I never have actually enjoyed any celebrities' music. For whatever reason, I may enjoy it but I never get into it at all. Mm -hmm. I think there is just a super cynical side of me that doesn't really believe it. It's like seeing them in a certain light and then trying to take them seriously working on music. I just feel like they're asking like Costner was a good example Mm -hmm. of that. I actually didn't hate the song, but it just feels like Kevin Costner is acting, not doing music. And that's the thing. That's a lot. That's kind of my main point about most of these bands is if you try to separate the fact that it has a mega celebrity in them doing the music, if you listen to the music objectively, is it still good? And there are maybe two or three bands on this list that I would probably listen to outside of the fact that they have, you know, it's kind of a fun novelty, like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, Christopher Mintz Plass is in this band. And he's he's one, no, he's one of the few that I actually do think is a solid musician. Um, right. And has been involved in some very solid projects, so I shouldn't have used his. I shouldn't have used his him as an example, but yeah, Hollywood vampires. Who fucking cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> it's a cover that, band. <laughs> it's a cover band of, and and it's totally vanity based. And I love Alice Cooper, 
But like Joe Perry, who fucking cares? He's never been that good of a guitarist. (laughs) Aerosmith has never been the rock band. And I love Aerosmith. I love Toys in the Attic. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's not that Aerosmith inherently is just shitty, but they have put out terrible fucking albums. (laughs) And Joe Perry was right there. And I, I guess like it just feels disingenuous to me there's a disconnect from their music to who they are and what I believe it just, none of it connects. And I will, I, so basically I'll take it a step further and I will say that I think you can only truly be good at one. You are either a good actor or a good musician. Hmm. What I mean by that is this, no, the the first part of your list were people that were celebrities that dabbled then then kind of did mm-hmm. like a music career. They did a musical project. None of that music is truly great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But their acting could be. Mm-hmm. But their music isn't. And I don't think any musician who has ever made a, a, a musical project that was truly great ever had a good, a truly great acting role. I think you can only do one. I thought of unless one. Unless you could find one. Jack okay. Black. <laughs> Where do you put him on the? Because there's a Venn diagram. Yeah, he's a Correct. comedy band, but he's also a decent actor. I wouldn't call him a bad actor. <laughs> he's not known so, for it. <laughs> Jack Black was the only variable yeah. <laughs> in this equation that I formulated. <laughs> okay. Here's why he doesn't count. It's only comedy. Yeah, true. He's only good at doing a comedy band, and he, his biggest roles have only ever been yeah. comedy roles. Mm-hmm. He has never truly delivered a truly good performance as a serious role. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> how many serious roles has he done? Margot at the Wedding, The Jackal, he was in that. Yeah. Wasn't he That's, in, um, I, I never saw it, but I think he was in like a rom-com, like Just Like Heaven, I think is what it's called. That one I'm not familiar with, but Shallow Hal, that's a rom-com. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's, uh, I guess rom-com is in the name. <laughs> comedy. It's only comedy. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and only his music is comedy. He's never put out a serious album. It's only comedy. Is he one of the greatest comedic actors that have ever lived? And one of the greatest comedian musicians that have ever lived. I truly believe that. However, sure. it's all in that circle of comedy. We don't like Jack Black because of his serious roles. Whereas there's actors who have done that. You know who my best example is? Brian Cranston. Comedic actor. Literally one of the best dramatic roles Absolutely. of all time. Yeah. Being Walter White. If, if if Brian Cranston put out an album tomorrow and it was truly good, <laughs> he would shatter this whole thing. Yeah. But he never will. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think you can actually do both. You're either great you're you're great at one, mediocre at the other, but because you're so great in the one area, your media your mediocrity <laughs> in the other is omitted. Yeah. Because of how good you are at the other thing you mm-hmm. do. That's my issue with celebrity music. 
Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, and again, basically, there are only a handful of these bands that I would probably listen to, despite the fact that the celebrity is in them. Um, Michael Shannon, I think, writes genuinely good music. Again, I've talked about Christopher Mintz Plass. Um, who else? Um, right. That's about it, actually. <laughs> well, and like Michael Shannon, amazing actor. I haven't listened to his music. You're telling me it's really good, but is his music transcending what he did acting no wise. absolutely not there you go <laughs> and there's people that exist sinatra really good actor mm-hmm. amazing musician a little bit of a difference though he did a lot of shitty movies sinatra yeah. did two good movies he did the original manchurian candidate which i love and from here to eternity which i love i fucking hate his music He's a, yeah. an amazing singer, but what is the music? It's just Sinatra's backing band mm-hmm. creating yeah. an album. He's not doing it. Judy Garland, amazing singer, amazing actress. How much of the music did she write? How much did, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. the disconnect. It used to be you had to be the triple threat, yeah. a Gene Kelly. You had to be able to sing, mm-hmm. to dance, and act. Yeah. But you're be- everything is being dictated to you. Yeah. You're not writing the songs. You're not. I mean, you can act as much as mm-hmm. you can, and then you're dancing. Even typically. one of my favorite people on earth, Little Steven. Little Steven is on the on the underground garage. I didn't mm. for the longest time. I didn't know that. I I knew of him because of the Sopranos, and then I found out he had this legendary music career way before he was an actor in the Sopranos. Um, but if you go listen to his solo albums, and again, I'm a huge Little Steven fan. I love him as a person. His solo albums kind of suck. <laughs> he's good at guitar when he's playing backing like lead guitar for uh, the Bruce Spring scene in the E Street Band. Um, right. But again, that's not like his thing. <laughs> right. Well, and I just even think of like Dylan. Yeah. Dylan, obviously one of the greatest American songwriters who've ever lived. You see him act in a movie. He sucks. He's yeah. a terrible actor. <laughs> I just think you only get one in life. Right. There is nobody who has been a phenomenal actor that we are like top 10 acting performances who also did a musical project Ooh. that we would say potentially top 10 musical project of all time. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> exist. And I don't think it ever will. Yeah. Because at the time we all thought Elvis did. Most of his <laughs> movies are shit and most of his music is Ooh. shit. So. <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs> Mic drop. I'm out. That's my hot take. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, that's about all I had. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap this bitch up. Mitch, lately, besides, obviously, Billy Bob Thornton's Rockabilly <laughs> Band, what have you been listening to? What you cranking? I have been cranking. Um, there's a band I found on TikTok, <laughs> actually, funnily enough, um, because of our last conversation. Um, but um, they're called uh, their band is called Young Gun and Silver Fox, but they have a song called Lenny, um, which is really good. It's kind of like modern, again, going with the whole modern um, like neo soul slash modern doo wop. These are kind of the this is this is what I call modern yacht rock. <laughs> it's um, it's modern music <coughs> that sounds like it would come up on like a '80s soft rock playlist. <laughs> okay, yeah, it fits right in. Jeff, check it out; it's fantastic. Young Gun and Silver Fox. Uh, the playlist, the song I'm going to put on the playlist is called Lenny. It's very good. <coughs> what about you? Yeah. What you got? Yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, I do want to say, wow, that's really interesting because a lot of bands like to emulate the harder rock of yeah. the '70s and '80s, but right. not many. 
uh, emulate the soft rock. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that that's pretty interesting. Uh, Mitch, in perhaps an unprecedented first, for my What You Crankin', I do not have one song. I have an album. Okay. I have been cranking Pearl Jam's third album, Vitology. Nice. Not necessarily a hot take here. You know what I mean? We're not necessarily breaking right. the ground, but we have done a lot of episodes kind of revolving around grunge. What I think is interesting is we're going back to the late the late 80s, early 90s a lot recently in our episodes because I think we're seeing what influenced music there to continue on onward to mm-hmm. what we have now. Um, but I went back and... Really, one day I just turned on Vitology and I listened to the whole album and I was like, this is the best Pearl Jam album. It's not 10, it's not Versus, it's not their later albums, it's not the self-titled, it's not Binaural, it's not No Code, it's not, you know, mm-hmm. the ones I even for fucking get, you know, <laughs> that came out <laughs> past 2010. Uh, but I think Pearl Jam's Vitology is just an album of where the band came from, where they're going to go, and I think it is unforgiving. I don't think it's meant to be commercial at all, even though it has one of their biggest songs on that album. I think it is just like a truly good representation of who Pearl Jam is and why we still talk about Pearl mm-hmm. Jam. I know they're kind of a meme. I know we make fun of Eddie Vedder and stuff like that. And, like, I'm actually kind of at the point where, like, now it kind of frustrates me because it's like, I get it. His voice sounds funny. If you were into Pearl Jam and a Pearl Jam fan, you wouldn't make the jokes because he only sounds like that on 10. Right. Yeah. You get to Vitology. He does a bunch of different voices. Mm -hmm. You're hearing him be, I I think, kind of mature, kind of become, like, a, a, you know, a songwriter in his own right. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the best Pearl Jam album. So basically, I would say that whatever you want to put on What You Cranking, I think you should listen to Vitology. You pick your favorite song from it, put that on the playlist. Okay, sounds good. I'm up and for we'll the challenge. Because <laughs> I literally my top four or five Pearl Jam songs are on that album. Nice. Like my top, like what is the best you know Pearl Jam songs? I'd yeah. be like just vitology <laughs> you can just basically listen to that and you're getting the best of pearl jam so yeah so a little bit it, nothing groundbreaking nothing new <laughs> but i think a really important album for understanding grunge and also understanding post-grunge that's why i like vitology because that came out later mm-hmm. that that's their third album like so it's it's kind of a later pearl jam yeah. album and then you have a totally different you know, sonic highway that you can ride on from there. So pun intended. But yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> wow. Couldn't go one episode without bringing up Foo Fighters. Yeah. Foo Fighters. <laughs> Weezer. We got to fit them in somehow. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We did a lot. Um, there's a bonus episode somewhere. If you haven't seen it, I'm, I know it will exist because we took the time to do it today. <laughs> right. So it will exist in some yep. form. Um, so, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for checking it out. Um, in the meantime here, uh, Scotty, (laughs) if you could pull yourself away from the sultry sounds of Latin fusion, would you like to run the system, beam us up, get us out of here before we say anything too stupid? (laughs)
before it all goes awry and you leave me on the mic too long, I just, you know, and that's why I think he does it, right? I It's really just me. I He's leaving me hot with a live mic, so I say something, you know? I mean, you have to, yeah. Maybe yeah. Just... <laughs> we can't have dead air, so here I am just rambling. Fill the air. <laughs> yeah, and he's wanting me to just hop in because he knows, inevitably, I'm going to say something terrible, and then he's going to be like, <laughs> they got to keep, you know, and just, Scotty? Just beam us up, man. Beam us up before Eli says something racist. <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> no, we'll leave it in. No, it's fine. You're part of Scotty. <laughs> <laughs>